The Up With The Bonnets podcast is brought to you by Hilltown Electrical. Hilltown Electrical deals with both domestic and commercial jobs. You can find them on Facebook or by contacting them on 07793-847-390. Hello and welcome to episode 74 of the Up With The Bonnets podcast. I'm your host Daniel Smith and with me as always every week is Mr Paul Gray. Paul, we're here to delve over what happened at Saturday at Ibrox. Let's do it. Let's just do it, mate. There's not even a how you doing. Uh, how I was going feeling. to say, fine, thanks. Yeah, because you've been complaining about not being well anyway, so I didn't really want to give you so much sympathy, so... I didn't bother. No, nah, let's just get in. Let's get in and see. Let's just talk about what happened. Um, so it was a game that we said last week, let's go there, let's go to Ibrox, let's show them what we are made of. It's more of a case of... Uh, Showing on the five 0 drubbing that we took at their hands a few months prior was basically a one off. Mm. <sighs> Looking at it on paper, three one away for him against Rangers who are doing really well. It's nothing to be ashamed of. Um, but if you look at highlights, events in the game, uh, could it look better for Dundee? Mm, I think so, man. I mean, obviously, it's, look, it's not an easy task to go to Ibrox, play there. But, I mean, look, for large spells of the game, we were we were on top at bitties. We had good chances, mate, but I just feel the manner of the goals that were lost were really disappointing now. Yeah. And for and for me, one of the main things was, again, you know, going man advantage and no capitalising. or Just, ah, I don't know, mate. Yeah. And I'm also disappointed we never wore uh, blue shorts. Well, the old short debate. Yeah, I just thought was wearing white in there and wearing white shorts. We clash. I thought Dundee would have mixed up with we blue shorts. Did I know you? I did. <laughs> as soon as I seen the teams coming out, I thought, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> ah, you're one of those boys, the superstitious boys about shorts and taps and yeah. ah, that capers. Aye. Absolutely, mate. Aye. Absolutely. But like, like I said, you know, just disappointed we never really laid a a proper glove on them when we mm-hmm. were a man up. That that's one of the main things for me. Like, yeah. But before all that, well, we'll speak about the game. Started off brightly for Dundee. Lyle Cameron had a fantastic uh, chance to put Dundee one 0 up. I think Butlin was it was a fine save from him. Uh, but we did take the lead. No too long after Bakayoko easiest goals that you could have scored this season. Mm-hmm. And right at that point, you're thinking to yourself, right, the passports are coming right back out again. Um, but it was not to be. But it was good early signs from Dundee. It was. It was. Oh, mate, see, we, uh, Lyle Cameron, we twinkle toes getting through that defence. He might have got a break of the ball, though. But, yeah, I thought he was I thought he was nestling that in a bomb corner. But take nothing away from Butland. That's an incredible save, mate. Absolutely incredible save. But just as well, like, we scored right after it. <laughs> <laughs> nice yeah. assist for Lundstrom. <laughs> <laughs> I was uh, obviously watching the game and then uh, popping up on your phone as well and you're just kind of waiting for, ah, there's going to be a VAR check here. Just yeah, purely because yeah. we've took the lead at Ibrox, you're expecting a VAR check, but they never did oh, that. Yeah. They, they saved that for a later 20 minutes oh, we'll, in the, the road, eh? Yeah, we'll speak um, about that later. But see, but, see, see, obviously that was five minutes you were thinking, yep, here we go. But see, the next 15 minutes, see, for me, that was like the longest 15 minutes in football history. I mean, yeah. like looking at the clock, what, it's only 10 minutes gone? What? what, what? That was horrendous, eh? It was just backs to the wall for Dundee, like. 
Well, it's going to. It's what would happen at Ibrox if you go up so early. The mm. the home team are just going to put an incredible amount of pressure on the team. Any team that go one up against them, you know the the stadium they're in, big, huge, probably intimidating for some players. Uh, maybe not intimidating, but you know what I mean. It's a uh, it's maybe out their comfort zone a little bit because they re- really play in front of a stadium like that. And then you've got these players. Uh, that have been assembled, you know, they're on good wages and stuff, you know, and for a reason because they're good players, and they're going to they're going to go for it. Um, obviously, the lead only lasted what was it, twenty odd minutes? Um, fifteen minutes. Fifteen minutes. Sorry, yeah, fifteen minutes. Uh, I, I feel it was a, a a really poor clearance from McGee. I think we spoke before about their defenders clearing the ball, heading the ball out, and when they're doing it, they're looking for a man to play it at or put it in a position that there's no player there. This one just seemed, and it looked like he was looking as well. He just like headed the ball to the Rangers player. Mm. Um, and obviously they've, they've went on and scored the goal. Dessers were, he had two uh, two attempts at it and uh, rifled it in the back of the net, but it's one of those where we could have easily cleared <clears throat> our lines there. Yeah, I was kind of, I was, at, obviously watching the game I was really disappointed with that man because it just looked like a waiver pass and you were kind of thinking let it go just just pretend to jump and head it out just ding it and just let it go or head it out for a throw in but he, I don't know what he does he just obviously headers it right to Cantwell Cantwell first touch right into Dessers brilliant finish then it gets wrong like but that's one of the first things you're taught like you didn't header it back into the middle just header it out like away, mm. I think personally, I I I don't think he's had a shout. I don't think he's had a shout because if any of the other defenders on his left hand side, they should have been like leave it, you know, or maybe he has had a shout. Can't hear it because of the noise. I don't know because that's in the corner where those where those dafties are beating the drums. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Aye, I I, I, I I don't think he's had a shout, or he's no, or he has had a shout and he's no heard it. That's what I think, but. Yeah, I think he would have came under a bit of scrutiny and I think he probably did after it, you know, from what I've seen. Yeah, and uh, well, as quick as they got the that goal back, apparently, mm. the, the three dreaded words that you don't want to hear when you're playing the Rangers, penalty to Rangers. and We had 26 minutes on the Rangers, penalty, bingo. Yeah, the sweepy. Um, I had 14. Looking, <laughs> looking at it, I had 91st because... No. If, they're, if they're always desperate for a result, they've always got the 91st minute for the it's rest of the goal Adam Sun. <laughs> yeah. Um, initially, initially when it's looking at it and you see a bit of the replay, it's like, Donnelly, what are you doing holding them like that? It's so yeah. obvious. And in this day and age, we've learned. I know people say, would you get that other, other, in the other box? Probably not. But that's no the point. That doesn't mean that we should do it and be aggrieved by it when it happens against you. I think everybody knows that grabbing shirts is going to be a foul. You always hear people say, players do it at a time. I said, but the day at a time, they're going to get a foul if it's like this, especially in the box. But when you do see the beginning of it, both of them are at it. If anything, the referee should be hearing the word be both of them, letting that go and saying, right, that's enough because both of you have been committing a foul together. It's the fact that Donnelly goes down to one knee and he's got his... I see it like plain as day, the, the, the shirt pull. And that's what sways him. And Tony Dockett says in his uh, post-match 
interview saying, well, the referee's obviously not seen the full full clip. He's only getting to see what they've shown him. And if he's seen the full clip, they would see two players at each other on the lead up to it. Two players jostling for possession or mm-hmm. jostling to get a wee, get a yard, either to get a header on goal or get a header away. Tony Doherty was absolutely brilliant in his post-match interview going on about that, mate. He was. But it's, it's like, but I think he was saying, what, what was he said? He felt that maybe Clancy was under a bit of pressure from the guys in the VAR room to go, you actually need to look at that. Clancy's mm-hmm. seen it firsthand. He's made his decision, right, play on. And then they're going, actually, look at that. Look at that little part of it. Mate, it's like reading the last chapter of a book. What's the point? <laughs> yeah, it's going right to the end. Yeah, go right to the last chapter and you know exactly what's happened in the previous 20 chapters. No, you need to watch the whole thing. It's, mate, it's, but come up, flip it on its head, right? See, as soon as Donnelly got a shirt pull and say he went down, do you think the ref's going to give you a foul for Dundee? Or VAR, obviously VAR probably wouldn't get involved, but you never know. But I don't think Dundee would get a foul for that. Mm-hmm. I genuinely don't. That is two players going for it. It's absolute nonsense. See, at the time, I was like Stonewaller, mate. Stonewaller. But now that I've sat down and analysed it, it's an absolute farce. I know, but what I, would, what I would say is, though, is that the players should be getting taught not to pull tops for guys. See, if a player's pulling your top, fair enough, let them do it. Do not do not do it back to them. Because so you meant to go down then? Well, possibly, yeah, something. In but, the hope that the referee sees it. This or, is the thing, man. But or then do the, you stand and fight your place? Like, But, I, but the thing is, we Donnelly is he would, the grappling from, uh, was it was it Seema? Seema. Yeah, the grappling for him wasn't going to make him go down, but I just felt like him pulling his top was unnecessary. He didn't have to date. He can just keep, like, obviously jostling him without pulling the top. Hmm. Because even the header, he was never getting the header anyway. Uh, but then also, he's he's not to Ken that because you know you you you've got to defend it anyway. If like like they're going to get the ball, but I just feel like stop pulling tops and giving the ref the decision or the boys in the VAR. And again, we know we're saying, but you've got to see the whole thing. But they're only getting shown that, which again probably has to get looked at because yeah yeah. I just feel like we should be telling players, look, if they're flooding your tap maybe try and pull back a little bit and let them see that they're pulling your top or something but then they're jostling for I don't care I, I just if feel boy's like pulling your, if, you've, if you've got your bad to go the boy's pulling your shirt and you stand away you've gave him a yard you've gave him a yard that's to get it. away from yeah, you that, do you know what I mean it. so yeah. you, you're relying on the, the the referee to potentially see it or the linesman who continually seem to be blind uh, to everything do you know what I mean mm-hmm. um, it's just it's absolute nonsense. Like, I'd, um, this is going to cause debate. I think, like, big style debate. I think me and you're going to fall out. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm saying it's no apparently. No, I'm, saying it's not. I'm just saying, like, when you do see him grabbing the top, like he, like he does, it's like, ah, oh, fuck. Can regardless, Mate, you see it all uh, over the pitch. And, and yeah. I was I actually put a tweet out about, it and I was watching the um, it's an Arsenal game, and there was a, a boy just blatantly pulled the guy's shirt on like the halfway line. Why do it? Why? You know it's going to be a foul against you. You know you're potentially going to get carded for it. It's just see shirt pulling. It's absolute nonsense. Like mm-hmm. uh, it's just total waste of time. I just I, I I think it just totally favors the attacker. Like the defender's not got a leg to stand on with this. Like it says yeah. that if like I was saying saying earlier on, if Seamus pulling his shirt and he steps back, the boy's got a yard. 
like, and then Abdul be criticizing Donnelly again. Oh, he's left his man, you know. <laughs> like we, it, it's lose lose for the defenders in my eyes. Like, I, I, don't, I don't think the refs getting the refs not getting helped by VAR like at all. No, no. Maybe we could sit here debating this about shot pool and all day, but like me and you both agree that it's it's a jostling. It's not apparently both of them are at it. It's worse than the one. See, obviously the Aberdeen one that they got in the last minute, like that was a, that to me was a blatant penalty because there was only one boy pulling a shirt there. That mm-hmm. was it. And that's why Rangers got that penalty. But this one, both boys are at it. The ref should just go right, play on. You're both been doing it. Fuck off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> one one thing I would say though is the ref no got. He he would he be within his right to say to her, like roll that back another 10 seconds and concentrate on them two players because I'm not, I am I want to see if both of them are... Has he got the power to do that or has he just got to go I with what's know. shown? I'd like to know the, the the answer to that one because if that's the case, then maybe Clancy should be saying, oh, wait a minute here, give me a little bit more. But then if he's no positive either, if he's not 100% of the foul, then he shouldn't be given it anyway. Yes, that's exactly. Yeah. That's a great question, mate. That's a brilliant question. But then you've got to think, obviously, we'll probably speak about this last season, about the boy that, you know, Mulligan's red card. Like, obviously, Var went, you're going to have another look at it. But he stuck to his guns. Fair enough, fair play. Um, he stuck to his guns. I think Clancy should have stuck to his guns. But again, Doc said it after the discussion he had with him at full time. They're under pressure. Like, so mm-hmm. maybe it goes against them if they go against what the boys in the VAR room say. I'd like to see the boy in the VAR room come out and actually say, this is why we concentrated on the last chapter of that book and not the entire book. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> if, if the boy in the, the VAR room came out to uh, tell you what happened, he'd probably come out with a Union Jack suit on and a picture of the Queen on a T-shirt or something like that after yeah. that decision given. <laughs> Navy um, suit with a Union Jack inlining, you know what I mean? <laughs> we are bo- walking a bulldog. <laughs> <laughs> nice pair of brown brogues. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that was it. Tavernier. Anyway, yeah, right, Tavernier penalty goal. another penalty. Um, yeah, and then... he, um, his penalties are absolutely brilliant. I was saying that, like watching the game. He doesn't hit them all down. Say like Shearer. Shearer would always hit them top right. That's, that was what Shearer did. But with Tavernier, it's... It's all over the goal there. He's some penalty taker, like, 10 on away from him. Well, the, the amount of penalties he's got, he's got to mix it up a bit, hasn't he? What's the practice? <laughs> yeah. I would like to see his, like, um, kind of like, like when the player's away take a penalty, and it's got, like, a heat map of where he puts the ball. I'd just be, like, I'd just be the hell goal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's some penalty taker. Um, he really is. Plenty of practice, eh? Um, mm. But then uh, Seema. Pops up, what, 36 minutes, bullet header, goal, game over, isn't it? What a header, what Aye. a header. It's no stopping that him. Yeah. I mean, you could defend it better, but when he got his head on it, there was there was no chance of that. There was no stopping it. He just no. wanted it more. I mean, Don, it was, again, it was Donnelly's man, you know, but I think he, the boy just wanted it more. Mm-hmm. And probably Donnelly was flapping. <laughs> like, I better not get too tight to him. Why? Yeah. You never know. Do you know what I mean? But take none away for the boy. The boy had a really good game at Sima. But some header on him like mm-hmm. rocket. And you're right, game over. Yeah. I uh, game over. And uh I think was it was it in the first half we yeah, it was the first half as well. We got a goal chopped off back at Yoko. And rightly right, so. Right into the keeper. 
Yeah. <laughs> Can't believe that actually checked VAR for that, to be honest. It was two um, things. It was two things. I think it was... Offside as well. Uh, he was offside, I, but, like... And, again, like, I don't understand why players do that. Like, just jump into the players. You know, if you hit the guy, it's going to be a foul. At least mm-hmm. pretend to actually look at the ball, you know? And he it's might horrible. have got away with it. He might have got away with it. Probably just trying to rough up the player, the the yeah, London goal, eh? But had that. But then we did think a wee glimmer of hope here. Uh, Sofentes, what was that his? Was that his name? Sofentes. Sofentes. Joseph Sofentes. You've done well it. there, mate. <laughs> all all day I've been Joseph Sofentes. Kind of like Anchorman. That in a Google Translate. It's like Anchorman, you know, when he's practicing his lines before they go live. <laughs> yeah. The sailor <laughs> sailed the ship. <laughs> the human torch was denied a bank loan. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, um, good, that's a good memory on you there. Um, not bad, mate. He was sent off, and for me, rightfully sent off. Um, mm. We it looks like a wee stamp, doesn't it? No much, no much force in it, but it was still there. I, I like the uh, sports scene debate. I think it was. Neil McCann saying it was only a yellow mm. and McFadden straight away is it's a red. So that's divided. Even if he's no meant it, he still came and lit and caught him. And it's the 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 movement of the foot. It, it, it's in the movement of a stamp, isn't it? So for me, it's Stonewall really cared. Yeah, I mean, at the time, I was kind of like, what the hell's going on? You know, Bakayoko's down. I thought that was him. He's injured. He's gubbed, you know. But... Obviously, seeing the replay, I'm screaming, apparently, apparently. <laughs> screaming red guard. <laughs> but it was soft, though. Is, honestly, before VAR, it's a, a, he's going to get a yellow card, isn't he? But another VAR's in here. It's, it was similar to the I, boy, the Livy boys against Bowtown. Remember that? Yeah. Almond Vale or whatever, Tony McRoy or whatever it's called, you know what I mean? Um, but it was it was softer than that. Like, it... Stonewall red. <laughs> it's because you've got the option of a replay and you see the replay. And that's what I'm like. It's a, it's a red card, isn't it? But again... You kind of um, go studs in on a point. No, you kind of lift no. it. You kind of hit studs shown and go on a player because you're asking for trouble. And he was rightfully sent off in my eye. So. <laughs> yep. Um, well, that was about it, really. We really never capitalised on the extra man advantage. We're huffed and puffed. Had a fair bit of possession, but there wasn't anything much really to trouble their keeper. And at the same time, they did look kind of dangerous when they did attack. Mm. I think they hit the post or bar or post yep. amber. Um, post amber. Yeah. Um, it's, it's another game where we have a man advantage that we have failed to capitalise on. So we've also had this game now against Rangers. Hibs. And we nearly did capitalise on that. And the other game, what's the other game? Do, 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 do. There was another game just recently, wasn't there? It was, was a there, Hibs game. Was there, another, one. was there another game up before that? I can't mind. That's, that's ancient history. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, but it's got me thinking, Like that's been a few games that, that the opposition teams went and man down against us as well. And I think Lovey, obviously, we won that game. Um but recently, when a team's went a man down against us, we have we have failed to 
to kind of clock back and to get something. Um, but it was a, it was a tough thing to take purely because of that as well. And you see the the decisions that have went against us in this game. Mm. What we'll have to just put it doing is we'll have to take we'll have to do better against teams around us. Yeah, that's fine enough. But see, for me, we we need to do better when we're a man up. That as well, mate. Yeah. That, that for me, that I mean, the two. I don't know what the game is you're on about, um, but obviously the Hibs game stands out. The Rangers game, obviously, just there. I think. I mean, obviously, they made a couple of changes at half time because obviously they were a man down. Fair enough. Doherty kind of put the same team out. Waited five minutes, then brought on Tiffany and Riley. Get the boys in the wing. Rangers just brought just changed their wing backs into full backs, and we just couldn't have penetrate them, mate. It was just. That was really frustrating for me. I mean, obviously, there was the chance where Cameron, when our Rangers made an absolute arse of it in the defence, and Cameron, oh, just the ball wouldn't have come down for him. And the boy Balogun, I think it was Balogun anyway, cleared cleared it over the bar. I was screaming a penalty for that as well. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Even even though he clearly won the ball. But, I mean, the thing is, see, for me, if we went in, obviously, Portales going off injured, and there was a wee bit of reshuffle care coming on in that. I think... If we went in at half time and they were obviously the man down, I think Mulligan would have came on. And I think Mulligan probably would have made that bit of difference just for that driving force, you know, going towards the defence. I've seen a few boys saying he should have been brought on, but the injury Portales and the subby would care that that guy bosh that plan anyway. I'll be honest with you, Paul, I didn't listen to any of that because I'm checking to see this recurved and it was against Motherwell last week. So well, well it was very insightful. Thanks for the input. All the <laughs> listeners will agree. <laughs> no, but maybe a player like Mulligan coming on might have done something. I've just barely I've took a stab in the dark because I heard Mulligan getting mentioned and that's what you were on about. Sorry, Danny, what was that? <laughs> no, I was saying, I'm not going to repeat myself. You'll hate to listen back to it. He's big. <clears throat> <laughs> no, but I do agree with what you said. Um, I'm saying if Portales hadn't went off injured and the man up then would have brought Mulligan on and he would have been a driving force to go through that defence I'm just winding you up (laughs) (laughs) but Uh, have we heard anything about the latest of Portales' injury at all? Have you heard anything? I don't think there was anything I don't think mate if it's Hammy he's going to be three four weeks minimum come on Mm -hmm. If it's a hammy, like because he's seen him. That's when he was sprinting after that. Seema, Seema left him for dead, man. But and you could see him pulling up. <laughs> that was the noise he made. Is that, is that is that the exact noise? Was it? Hola, hola. Ah, shite seeing him because he was. He, I mean, he started pretty well, and and I, I, like I said, I think the change just. It totally disrupted us. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, disappointed yeah. for him because he's been playing a good game. You know what I mean? He really has. But I think, yeah. Anyway, but see for me, mate. Like that was a fifteen-minute spell where we considered conceded three goals, right? We did that at Parkhead as well earlier in the season. There was just a fifteen-minute bitty where we just went tits up, <laughs> like. <laughs> It's crap. Aye, aye, I, I, just... I know, I know. It's 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 the seeing the team have all these clean sheets as well. 
And then in the last few games, uh, it was I conceded eight goals or something like that. Um, it's, it's kind of disappointing to see because we obviously spoke about the the defense, but yeah, I feel like, and I think I have said that, but we're always going to have a blip in the season where the sturdy defense that we've got that are like, you know, knocking every ball away and and keeping clean sheets or meet or you know just conceding one but doing enough to get the the victory. Um, it, I wasn't going to last. They're going to hear we blip. They're going to hear. Um, brain farts or whatever you want to call it it'd be good to get out of the way now yeah be good to get we're in a decent now. enough position do you know yeah. what I mean but we're I mean folk will probably say that you know the 5-0 was the worst defensive display but that, there was just silly mistakes at Ibrox for me like, I felt I felt like we invited them in too much there was a period after yeah. the first or second goal and it just seemed like there was the, the everybody was just off the ball. The one they they were just letting Rangers walk and not walk them, but run at them, and there was nobody willing to kind of close down or make a tackle. And and the, that's what annoyed me because the Dundee that we've seen this season, I'll, I'll close you down. Like even the, the strikers will make a run back, close you down. The midfielders, the, the wingers, the, everybody does their part. But I just feel like perhaps this uh, this game, eh, what we've done prior has. Just kind of evaporated and we invited it on ourselves. Yeah, I think, I mean, hindsight, great, brilliant, wonderful thing, and all that. But I think after scoring the goal, we shouldn't have just sat, but we shouldn't have sat back and let them come at with because that's when they rip you apart. And they did. I personally, I think we should have just kept going on the forward momentum because they were five 0 down at Dundee. Uh, sorry, one 0 that'd be great. One 0 down in the first five minutes. The fans are going to be on their back. See if Dundee were keeping pushing at them, the fans would get even more on their back. You know what I mean? And obviously they're a big influence for them. You know, mm-hmm. but I just I, I, I genuinely don't remember the boy Butland, Parfy, Safey, Cameron actually getting his white kit dirty. Do you know what I mean? Like I I, I don't. I just that's what I'm on about. Where, like we didn't lay a glove on them, but and I feel like we could have done. But oh, man, it's just really frustrating. Like, yeah, it was. But, I mean, like like Doc says in his interview. Sorry, to interrupt, Danny. Seeing as you weren't listening to us earlier, I'm just going to interrupt you now. Um, can't remember <laughs> what I was going to say about Doc. <laughs> but it, yeah, I think he made he kind of made reference to it, like. You know, the boys are disappointed, obviously, that they couldn't get someone, you know, to come from the game. And it shows where we are. You know, it shows the mentality of the boys, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. We probably could have got someone there. We really could have done. It's just, we didn't hear that cutting edge. It's one no. Again, it's what we've spoken about, people have spoken about. And uh, I think even Tony Dockett said at one point after a game, just got to be more clinical up top to, you know, create chances and, and take mm-hmm. them. It's... We do. We We've do said seem, that umpteen times yeah, as well. We seem to do everything else um, in abundance, you know, play well. And def- obviously, we've just kind of um, spoke about the defence, but, you know, the majority of the season, we've done well in defence. We've done really well in midfield. And we've seen uh, play like Cameron find his feet. And, we're, 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 you know, we're getting into positions and we just need that. We just need that wee person that's got a wee Hopkins touch about him to to create the chance for the striker and when we have done it we need the strikers to be taking them chances as well I mean we're still I say early into the season we're, we're no early into the season now was it 15 games um, yeah 
bought of the way in a way. So we should be there's none of this bedding in now. There's none of this like players working beside each other and trying to figure out what way to play. They've they've played enough. We just hope that you know that we need something else up top or in midfield. I would put maybe no midfield because I actually do really like where midfield, but that we maybe need something different up top to make movement for the, the midfielders to be like, right, I'm p- uh, passing it there, you know, is it is it maybe too stagnatic for the front two? You know, when people are going to ken what moves they're going to be making. So do we need to think of uh, new ways to open the defence up? And that could be something different up top. I agree. Mm-hmm. I was not listening. It was basically... It was poetic. I'll add it again, but, but I, it was poetic what I just said there. <laughs> Mark Twain just <laughs> obviously came out his grave and just applauded. I was like, that's it. Uh, Eventually. <laughs> Eventually, was... there's somebody to match me. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty good, Danny. <laughs> nah, you're, yeah, someone needs to change, and I think it's up top. That's all I'm going to say on that matter. Mm-hmm. We miss Beck. <laughs> well, I've not even spoke about Beck yet. Obviously, Beck missed the game. and I didn't want to put too <sighs> much focus on that like at all. I mean, we know how good a player he is. Yep. But we did miss him. We missed his... Because he gets the team up. You know, he gets the team up the pitch. <laughs> that And that's what we really struggled with in the first half in particular. We just couldn't get up the pitch. I really can't believe we never spoke about Beck for the offset. Well, just um, as well I'm here, mate. Exactly. Massive blow for Dundee to know him playing. Because like you say, he's the player that's going to open up teams. And if we've got that man advantage against them, we might have created some more chances than what we did. Ifs and buts and maybe Ifs right. and buts if and maybe yes. If we had Beck and Portales didn't get injured, at halftime Mulligan would have came on and you would have had Mulligan and Beck just running riot. Do you know what and, I mean? And if we signed Messi and Ronaldo when they were free agents, we might have scored another goal. You never know. So there's also games last Wednesday as well before Saturday. You had Rangers beating Habs 1-0 at Tynecastle, Celtic 4-1 against Hibs, and you had Aberdeen, Kamarnock, St. Johnson, St. Man, which you were hoping, you were hoping there were going to be a draw. And then Kamarnock scored in the 92nd minute. They get a, a victory at Pedodri and uh, St. Johnson get a penalty, then miss it in the 95th. But then Chris King gets the rebound and uh, obviously wins the game against St. Mum. So you were kind of hoping at best a draw each and you end up being mm. both teams that you're wanting to be away for you at the bottom, picking up three points. Bastard. Um, and then. And you know what, Danny? I totally forgot about them and you've just reminded me what a set of pricks. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And I uh, <laughs> Obviously, on Saturday, you had uh, Sipman winning 2-0 against Ross County. Good result for us. Uh, Motherwell getting a late goal against St. Johnston uh, for 1-0. Hibs beat Livy 1-0. And Aberdeen came from behind 2-1, 2-1 to uh, keep Barry Robson in a job for the time being. Um, Hopefully, he remains in charge for when we play him. So, well done, Aberdeen. Great result there, mate. Great result. Well, if they were going to get beat on Saturday, I was hoping he wouldn't have been sacked right before the cup final and they might have given him the game afterwards. I was hoping they'd get beat and then get beat in the, the cup final and then play us and then be beat again and that would be the nail in the coffin. 
but then they've picked up a win and you can what always happens when a team comes to then struggling for sake um, but that's uh, by yeah, the by a, we'll see mate we'll see we'll see but we've got games before that anyway so we've got to see how we're doing first before we think, start thinking about how other teams are doing but before we start speaking about next week's game up in Dingwall against Ross uh, County County because Paul's just been having a go at me before this podcast about how we say county I say county He's saying it's county, Ross, county, Ross County, or is it Ross County? Ross County. That's better. We'll go with that. <laughs> I think you've said it about four different variations already. <laughs> of course, I have. Of course, I have. <laughs> um, well, looking at the league table, we drop out <sighs> the top six uh, because obviously today I've recorded in Kamanic one two one against Celtic. And rightfully um, deserved. Yeah, like it, does, it doesn't mean that they knocked us out of the top six. It just means that they've then got a five-point lead over us. But, um, yeah, there was seventh. No, actually, I was seventh in before we started the game. What am I on about? We got knocked out of the mm. top six during the week, so aye, I'm blethering. But anyway, it means that Lovey at the bottom with 10, St Johnston and Motherwell bottom two with 15, Aberdeen 16, Ross County 17 and us on 18. So it is tight. It is very tight at the bottom. You know, see, it's like the league's already split into two. <clears throat> Seeing that now, because obviously Hearts, Cully, Hibs, five, five between us and them. Yeah. You know what I mean? But the one thing I would say is like on majority of them teams above us in the top six, we've got two games in hand over them. So things could yeah. go differently. and But when you look at the bottom, you know, apart from Motherwell, we've got two games on Motherwell and St. Johnson and Kil- County. Um, it's a it's a game, uh, a game in hand on them. So it's, it's, I've not been panicking this season. I've still no panicking, but we need to get a couple of wins on board before other teams keep collecting points because then that puts you in a situation that you don't want to be in. And it doesn't get any bigger for us this season than going up to Dingwall on Saturday, mate. Well, that's the thing. I mean, you look at, I mean, Derek Adams, I mean, um, but that was his first defeat since he's came in. I think they had, was it two wins and a draw since he's came in? And look look at them. Yeah, so the, both wins what, have been at home point, as well. Point behind, a point behind us. Yeah, with, with two wins and a draw, and you're absolutely right. That bottom, well, it's basically seventh to eleventh, tight as anything. Yeah. So since he came in, he's had it was his first away game there um, in Paisley, so they got beat two 0 So he's came in, uh, Kelly at home now nil, Sutton at home one 0 and Motherwell at home three 0 So he's had three clean sheets on the trot yeah. at home since coming in. They've been beaten away from home, but. <laughs> It's seeing this kind of form that they're picking up at home is uh, it should be a bit of a worry for people. There's no point in saying it's not going to be as because they're getting that new manager bounce. They've, you know, it's, it's they're going to be hard to beat up there. They're going to be hard to, to get a result up there. That they're playing not too bad. And again, the majority of the points that they've picked up recently have all been at home. It's a tough thing for Dundee. But that that's that's the way his Ross County always were. Yeah. They were tough to beat at home. That was it. <laughs> you know what I mean? It, it just, mate, this is a, see for me, this is a six-pointer. It really is. 
for me. Like, yeah. we need to win. We we've got to win. As far as I'm concerned, there's no ifs or buts or anyway anything else. A point away. Oh nah, we've got to win this game. We win this game. It puts what four points ahead of them. But if they beat us, they're a point ahead of us. No, two points ahead of us. Like what? It's mm, and another games that are happening next week as well. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, a couple mm. of weeks ago, we were looking at. Ross County and thinking they're not looking too good. They're doing their wee Livy, St Johnston. We've got maybe seven, eight point gap on them. And all of mm. a sudden we're looking at County could be leapfrogging us if they get a, a victory here. And there's other teams there that could be drawn level with us if they get uh, results as well. I've actually looked at the fixtures that are coming up. I've got them up now. Um, so well, St Martin have got Motherwell. St Johnston have got Hibs at home. I know mm-hmm. that. Uh, Livy so... against Kamarnock at mm. home and well Cedric Harps it's not really relevant that one yeah um, so it is it's yeah you have looking at because if Motherwell managed to get something against man I didn't really see it happening because it's at Paisley it. and Motherwell I don't think good at all right now I think it's something like 12 games now if it'll win maybe 13 yeah. it's definitely 12 or 13 but the St Johnston we Hibs at home is the one that gives me a wee bit of worry that St Johnston could pick up something there but obviously all eyes on Dingwall because we've got to go there and win what's that and we can't be under the illusion that you know I don't think anybody will be under the illusion that it's going to be an easy match mate oh no this is going to be hard I think this is going to be if we win which I think I think we will obviously I want to win yeah but I think it'll be a hard fought victory so going to be a walk in the park up there, like oh, no, they, they'll, they'll be wanting to make that place <laughs> like a fortress. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's true. Yeah. It's true. And, mm. and and I think we'll know what kind of team we're going to come up against in Derek Adams because yep. we came up against his Ross uh, uh, County, <laughs> County County County. I've made you so self conscious about that. <laughs> Ross Ross County. County County Ross County Ross County <laughs> just because he's took over as Matt actually I should have called him that beforehand when they had Malky Mackay because that's the the, the cunt's cunt to be honest isn't it um, but yeah we've, it's not going to be the best time of year to go up there it's winter it's going to be dark it's going to be dark by like 12 o'clock in the afternoon eh? it's for the, the highlands by the time the team go up there it's 12 <laughs> Pitch black. Yeah. Um lights will be on and on, and God's yeah. sake. This is a game um, that we need back 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 for. And <laughs> I don't know. Do we do we look at maybe changing it a wee bit up top no. midfield? No, keep the same no. get back back and then take it for there. Yeah, I think that's about it for me. And I mean obviously we've not had a great three results, you know. Defeat the Rangers, Hibs, that draw at Motherwell, that should have been a victory. I think if we, yeah, we, I think we need to, but the team will be wanting to bounce back. The team mm-hmm. will be wanting to bounce back. That's it. You can, it, 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 and I have every faith that Doherty will no doubt come out and say something along those lines in one of his press conferences leading up to the game that the team are itching to get back on, you know, the good run that we were on. Mm-hmm. I mean, so we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, and if, if anything, it's it's three points and it's uh, a wee boost in morale, especially when we're coming up to a host of games in December uh, before the new year as well. So it's because mm. I'm thinking, looking at the games that we've got, I mean, we'll, we'll speak about these next week, but we've got Aberdeen at home and we've got Celtic on Boxing Day at Dens. 
And then after that, it's before New Year's, it's uh, away to come on at Coup. I'm not doing too shoddy just now. Um, yeah, they're all, doing really well. Like... All tough games coming up. So, if anything, we need a victory here. And I, I think you're right in what you say. I, I know people can turn and say, oh, well, we never got beat, but we got a point. If we get a, if we get a drop there, but aye, to me, we've, we've got to be beating Ross County, getting a little bit of divide between us and, again, other teams at the bottom of they failed to pick up points. And if anything, we need that boost in this team. And I didn't get me wrong, I didn't think the team lacking in motivation and even for the manager or backroom staff or fellow players, I didn't think there's any lack of motivation either. But you, I've only played Sunday League football, but the, the boost a victory gives you when you've not had a win in a few weeks is something else. Eh? It's something that... Hmm. Like a manager can they put into the team, you know that's something that just comes we winning the game, and that's what we need right now. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, bang on, mate. I think we need that win, and again, and I'm going to state the obvious and go with the cliches, but we can't be relying on other teams doing with favors. We can't be relying on Hibs, you know, beating St Johnston, St Mirren beating Motherwell. You know what I mean? You know, Livy getting points against Kelly. We, fuck them. I don't care. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We've and I think you touched on it earlier on in the pod. And I've heard so many people saying it, and I've kind of been like, mm, yeah, okay, hmm. but we need to just beat the teams around us. So if we're coming up against the Ross Counties and Motherwells that are them, we just hate to beat them. That's it. Yeah, I know we were looking at the Heady Heights uh, third spot at one point, thinking oh, that we can maybe get there. <laughs> yeah, we're thinking we can always get there, but it's It'll always... be a late surge. <laughs> <laughs> but it's always remained the same for me. When we play the teams, Ross County, Levy, St Johnston, and now Motherwell, we've got to be beating them. That's what makes last week's draw against Motherwell still have to take and again oh, yeah. go back to the start of the season the draw against Johnston because oh, can we stop mentioning ah, that I know I know I know I know right, I'm moving on I'm moving you're on. sounding like me with the mulligan red card <laughs> yeah yeah we're going to move on so that's it we're, we've got a win um, we've got a win it doesn't matter how we win it what the score is I don't care I don't care about a clean sheet as long as we win that is all that matters mm-hmm. that is all that matters yep yep so that's it. Uh, we've got the fans Q and A. We put out a tweet today about that, so we've got some questions there. But I've done a wee D archive number for Paul. Um, oh, well. so we just fling ourselves right in there. You're um, after someone. You're you. <laughs> a good Christmas present because you said you're buying presents, and I thought, well, one more way right in there. Well, we'll see. <laughs> 11th of December 2010 it was Morton nil. Dundee won Matt Lockwood scored a penalty after 62 minutes what's that yeah was that a penalty it was a penalty I said it was a penalty I think did you did you I, I think so I was not listening to you again sorry but <laughs> I, I genuinely just zoned out there <laughs> this might have been he, he scored this did he know miss two in a one game was it against like Kamarnik or something like that like he missed two I in one game I don't remember that I only remember, remember him scoring penalties I just remember you scored them all and then all of a sudden you missed a couple. Um, God knows, I need to hit me look. Uh, 12th of December. I like the picture that he, he had. He'd done a bit of modelling. He had the curly hair and he's sitting in a hammock. With his... yeah, he's a wee perm. Uh, yeah. Sweet perm. He's sharp I loved him, mate. He just, he just looked like a, he just looked like your typical like left back man. Black boots, wee curly perm. He was brilliant. He used to be my MSN messenger photo. <laughs> was he <laughs> <laughs> nah I'm kidding but it should have been to be when I think back now I shouldn't have been scared that and just done it <laughs> oh, that's brilliant I'm writing that down <laughs> um, 
12th of December, he turns 55. He was grey when he seemed to be about 21. It's Fabrizio Ravanelli's birthday. Ah, brilliant, man. Brilliant. Mm-hmm. What a player. Uh, the 13th of December, 1986, Dundee signed Tommy Coyne from Dungeon United for a measly £75,000 and whatever term we got for him. And on the same day we signed him, he made his debut for Dundee at Dens Park in a 6-3 victory against Sipman. Jim Duffy scored a penalty, Keith Wright scored two, Graham Harvey with two as well, and John Brown. He didn't even go. score? No, no, no. I think it took him a while to get a goal, but when he did, oh boy, when he did, your dads and your granddads will tell you about it. <laughs> I mean, Keith Wright, what was it again? The uh, Cobra and the Mongoose. What, what a nickname. Cool as anything, man. Was, uh, Keith, Keith Wright was, I think it was him that was called the Mongoose, was it? Imagine getting that nickname, the Mongoose. I'd be thinking, he got the Cobra and you gave me Mongoose. <laughs> He'd be raging. What the fuck's that, that about? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you'd be bailing, mate. Bailing, absolutely bailing. <laughs> uh, 14th of December, that was 2019. Dundee 4, Dunfermline 3. Danny Devine scored an OG. Uh, Ryan down levelled, uh, no too long after. Then Hemmings and McGowan scored to put a 3-1 up. Danny Johnson scored in the 46th minute. And then Dunfermline went down to 10 men and then pulled two back in quick succession. Um, I always remember this game because... We were 4-1 up. Dundee were passing the ball about comfortable as you like. I think Dunfermline was still doing to 10 men at this point. Um, no, they were doing to 10 men at this point. We're just passing it about. The victory is there, 4-1. You know, we just play about. We at Magnum Ted, maybe get another one. And some Dundee fans actually start booing. Booing because we weren't going for it. So it's like the... the on, I kid you not. And it's like the players must have thought, right, let's go for it. And then we can see two goals. He's is, he is happy now. Well, also you're happy you got the victory, but the thing, I was like, you're happy? Look what you did. <laughs> Scoundrels. Um, Absolutely. That'll end up being the score on Saturday. <laughs> Hopefully. Be, I think it'll be wild on Saturday. I've got a feeling. Like... Goals galore. Yeah. Um, December the 15th, 1988, we signed Joe McBride from Hibs for £50,000. Um, he only played 57 games for us, but I think he scored a winner or I've scored a free kick against United in a derby that was superb. I've only seen a 40. Supposedly it was never on TV either. But that's all that matters. Yeah, that's it. Uh, December the 16th, we visit, visited Carpolo on a Wednesday night and beat them 7 1. Keith Wright, two. Tommy Coyne with three goals to mark his anniversary of signing for Dundee, uh, George McGeechee and Graham Harvey with the goals. And the Saturday previous, we had just put six past Falkirk away from home as well. So in the space of, what, four days, we have scored 13 away goals. I took you a wee minute to count six and seven together, didn't it? <laughs> I'm trying to do the maths in my head and, you know, I mean, speaking, doing maths and looking at your ugly puss, oh, man. So many obstacles in the way there. <laughs> you did well again, mate. <laughs> <laughs> and then December the 17th, the last one, it was another away victory and it was another 7-1 victory and it was against East Fife this time. Gavin Ray scored, Ian Anderson with two, David Winnie with a goal, Jerry O'Driscoll, Robbie Rayside and Paul Tosh. Yeah, some names there. Big Tosh for me and O'Driscoll for you. That's class. <laughs> exactly. Um, 
don't think we've done much that. I don't think we won 6 0 the, pre- the week previous. I think we drew two all or something like that and then got put at the well, There's eight goals, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that's your DI cover for this week. And we will move on to the fans' QA. So I'll just log on to the old here Twitter. Go. Let's go on to old Twitter here and see what's getting said. Right, let's go. First Hope question. He's being kind. Yep. Martin Tosh was sponsor of Town Electricals. What do you reckon will be a good return over the next five festive games will be? I reckon we'll get four to six points. Wins against County and Aberdeen would be huge. Wins against County and Aberdeen would be huge. Uh, six points I'd be looking for as well. And who was the fourth? So who did we play at St Johnston at Dens actually? You're right. Come up. Seven Ooh. points. I'm going to put my neck out and say a minimum of seven points. Realistically, I'd be wanting nine. But... So that's County Aberdeen. County. <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> County. <it>. County. <clears throat> right. <laughs> but them, Aberdeen, Celtic, Kelly St. Johnston. Hmm. Oh, Kelly's in there as well, aren't they? Hmm. Or oh, well, St. Johnston's next year. Unless so he's four no... games. Just go Unless... with the four games. Yeah. Unless he's no count in count County on the... Uh... Mm. In the festive games, but anyway, I'd be looking. I'll say at... those those four games there: County, Aberdeen, Celtic, Dundee. I'm wanting twelve points. Mm-hmm. Them all. If we didn't yeah. get them all, sack them all. Yeah. County is going to be a tough one, but I think we can get the three points. Aberdeen, mm, I, I don't think they are anything spectacular. That could be, I could be a sneaky one. Celtic, I. Watched them against Kelly the day I, again, I, I, and I said it before we played them. I, I don't think they're up to much yet. I, I don't, I don't. I don't think we'll probably beat them though. But uh, mm, seven points, I'll go. Two wins yeah. and a drop. That's it, right? Luke Newman, how many outgoings and signings for January? Outgoings, I don't know. I don't know if you'll punt many players. I don't think there'll be any going. No, I don't think there will. I think we'll see a few coming in. I think we'll see this a good few pods, a few coming in, and I think it'll be strikers. Um, at least something different up top. Um mm-hmm. Aaron Campbell, he he says that he's basically asked the same question as well. What areas will be strengthened in January window and who's top of your wish list? Wish list, ah oh, man, I, I really didn't care. Van Veen, I think he's been made available uh from the Dutch team he signed for. And he's mm. back in Scotland because his partner lives in Scotland. And I think again, in a bern, yeah. So mm. to me, if you're able to get him on loan, that's worth a punt trying to get him. It's every I think a few teams, a few teams will be sniffing about him. Mate. I've been saying that, but at the same time, I'd remember that I think Rangers are getting linked to him. Mm. So I mean, that's fucking blown out the windy. Uh, I think Rangers need him. They, Rangers have got enough strikers as far as I'm concerned, but they'll no doubt be the usual Rangers. You know, they want to. They'll not really want to strengthen themselves. They'll want to weaken other teams. You know yeah. what I mean? Aye. Aye. Um, Mikey Boy, position do you think Dundee will finish this league? I'm predicting seventh. I've said eighth at the start, sixth. so I'm going to stick with eighth. Paul's sixth, fifth, fourth, third. That's come down, here, that's come down in a few weeks. Like, uh, <laughs> it was first, now it's sixth. Paul's decided we're not going to be in the Champions League for another two seasons. He's, he's, like I he's said, got... it's, it's a five-year plan. He's, he did think to himself, like, I'm going to be more real, realistic here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's it. Um, um. <laughs> I'm Jackson. 
Again, it's been hard to change the starting eleven recently and with how, how well the team has been playing. But who outside of that would you like to see get more game time? He says, Charlie Riley is one for me as he's looked bright when he came on yesterday and against Hibs a few weeks back. Charlie Riley would be a good shout to mix it up a bit. Absolutely agree with him. Who's that, Arn? Um, yeah, um, I would I would have no qualms with Riley getting a wee shot in this team. Totally agree. Totally agree. I just think he's been really unlucky with injuries, but I mean, that's probably something to do with the fact that he's came League One to Prem. You know, it's going to be obviously a higher standard of training and matches and that. Maybe games are more frequent as well, so he's going to be... But see, the thing that kind of worries me with him, it's plays injured, plays injured. Do you know mm. what I mean? And Tiffany's kind of had a similar kind of run. I don't think we've had, we've seen the full whack with Tiffany yet either. No, I'd like to see Tiffany get a chance as well. But I think the top of my list for players who get a chance would be Charlie Riley because he's got he's got the build about him. He's got the height, mm. and you couldn't give both of them a chance at the same time. I think that would be madness to put both of them in at the same time. I think I you know. want to. Uh, I, I don't think I, I, know. Think you, I think you I change know. it a bit too much. But you drop Rudder and you put in Riley and Tiffany, and you've got Bakayoko up top. And then you've got two wingers that are just going to be whipping the ball in for him. And you see what he's like in the box. Look at the goal he scored against Rangers. He's there. He will pick up scraps. But that's... I kind of see him play. I kind of see him playing the uh, no playing two up top, though. No, nah, I'm taking that's... it from that. I'm taking it from the yeah. two up top. I kind of see him no playing that. Because uh, if he does, then he's changing his formation that he likes too much. So, I mean, you never know. You never know. Um but even still, like I mean, if you're putting in the two, dropping Rudd and playing in the two, and you've got one strike, you can still you can still play his triangle of three in the middle. Mm. You still can. But Botan, Cameron, and uh, McCowan behind the striker. But, but McCowan behind Bakayoko. Beautiful. Get it done. Let's see it happen. Let's do it. <laughs> uh, Ryan Crook Shanks. Thoughts on the defensive side of the team now? Had our defence keeping us clear of any relegation thoughts, but the goals we've been giving away are really worrying. Hoping it's a blip and a win, a win at Dingwall sets us on our way. McCowan, yeah. SC, Social Club. I think it's a blip. You just didn't go for having that many clean sheets and then putting in good defensive performances that just been shite after a few mm. weeks. I refuse to believe that. I think it's a blip. I've said it before. I think every team will go through a blip. And this is your defence going through it. Uh, well, I wouldn't even like to just say it's the defence. The whole team going through a blip of conceding goals because it's a whole team game, isn't it? That's what we've seen. I've said that. You've seen the strikers and midfield tracking back and defending. So I think it's a whole team thing here. But I think it's a blip. And we'll, we'll go back to seeing a sturdiness uh, and resilient defence for Dundee. And hopefully it's this week. Totally agree, mate. Bang on. Ryan Adam, and we'll probably no answer this, we'll come back to this one. And he's actually gave us the option. He's a nice guy. Uh, what's your all-time five-a-side uh, Dundee FC team? Feel free to answer next week to think about it. And I will take next week to answer that. And if any other fans want to hand in their uh, top five-a-side Dundee team, fire it in. Um, Spironi, Zura, Namzadze, Carranza, and Kanija. That's your five-a-side. He didn't even want to like build it up a bit, did he? He just thought he'd answer that. Absolutely. Where'd Absolute players, man. <laughs> Absolute players that are excellent with the ball at their feet. You know what I mean? You didn't have long balls in five and side, man. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's a team like. Is it indoor five a side? Because you just hit it after the war and get a player to run in. 
Look, it doesn't matter what five aside. I could that team could play against seven aside and it would still win. There we go. Stevie Anderson, should Lamy get a permanent deal and is Tiffany getting enough time? I would not be against Lamy getting a permanent deal. I've liked him since he's came in. I think he's done really well for us. Like any defender, any player, sort of a few moments uh, lapses, and but generally he's been quite solid and I like him playing in this defence. And I think obviously, well, well, sorry, Danny, on you go. Cal. I was going to say as well, with the January transfer window looming, and we will have another two games against Motherwell, obviously, coming up. I would actually like to see us sign him before then because I hate the fact that we'll have to drop him against Motherwell. I'd rather be playing, so I'd rather be signed him in the January window. But yeah, I don't I know right. if Motherwell would go with that because they'll be looking at us and thinking, we are going to be, they'll be wanting us doing beside them, so they didn't want us strengthening them. They'll be doing us a favour if they let them sign on a permanent before we play them. They won't allow that. No. But I mean, obviously, there was a lot of scrutiny when he, you know, when he signed in, you know, when he came on board again after, you know, the whole pre-contract thing, and then I get that, but I think he shut a lot of, a lot of people up mm-hmm. because I think he's been pretty solid. I wouldn't be, I would not bat an eyelid, you know what I mean? He could sign, and I would be very happy. Mm-hmm. Uh, he also said, "Is Tiffany getting enough time?" Absolutely not. But he's been injured. No, I know that's the thing. It's another it's, player injured. Plays injured. Plays. Yeah, it's it's one that you want to see him getting a good. I could. I was waiting to say if we got if we got a, a cup tie against a second division team or a Highland team or something instead of Kamarnik, I think you would have seen Tiffany starting. You know, giving them that competitive game. It's unfortunate they've just been given Kamarnik. Uh, away for him on a plastic pitch you'll probably not see him get a start on that nah but I think he will get time doing the line I think once we've got if we can get a few comfortable results and we're coming up against teams and we're finding ourselves ahead you'll get you'll probably get on um, subbies like this I would like to see getting made earlier if we're 2-0 up or something you know not before like we're seeing as Josie to fling anybody on I'd like to see him like yeah. okay you know what we'll, we'll, we'll put you on we'll give you half an hour now instead um, and go with you like that but well, see, see the thing is, mate. See the thing is, one thing I was looking at when I was looking at the lineups. Look how strong our bench is. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, Dundee benches back in the day were absolutely stinking, stinking. Now you've got boys like Riley, Tiffany, well Mulligan because he'd come back. Finn Robertson on the bench. I mean, like the bench is brilliant. But mm-hmm. I really would, I would, I would love to see Riley and Tiffany just running riot in a game, eh? Because yeah. I think they can. I think they really can. Right, uh, new campaign. FDW finish this sentence. This is the best Dundee team in the SPL since Top Jim... twelve. <laughs> Jim... <laughs> Jim Duffy's two thousand and two, two thousand and three side. I'll go with that because I really liked that team. How attacking they were. I just we had a slow mm. start to uh, Duffy's reign as manager, but see once. The January, I think, we lost the first game on January 2nd and made me against Rangers and they went about 15 games without a defeat. But I liked us that season. I think every other season, you know, under Hartley, I liked the first season under Hartley, second season, flat up to deceive and then obviously we all know mm-hmm. how it ended. Um, yep. I'm going to say that. I'm going to see Jim Duffy's first season back as Dundee manager. I'll go with that as well. But I'd like to see us do better. And you know what that means, but I'm not going to say it. <laughs> um, 
I think there was another one that got handed in, uh, another tweet, and I can't find it at all. It might have been your cousin. Um, hand delivered. <laughs> yeah, he's that much of a fan that he probably would hand deliver it. To be honest, there he is, Mike Young. I have a question for this week's <laughs> podcast. If you could pick four players, past and present, to take into the Crystal Maze, who would you take? Oof. That's one that would need to come back. To. Oh man, that is. You blow my mind with that question. Does it have to be Dundee players, or could it, is it just players? Because it's done a Dundee podcast, I'm going to say it's got to be Dundee players. No. Mm. Who we take? Oof, who are you taking in? Douglas I was going was, to say... Like, if Douglas was there, just look over the hedge. <laughs> you wouldn't have fit in any of the things. Like, you wouldn't be able to manoeuvre. You would need a wee boy in there, Grady. Aye, aye. Um, why else would you pick? You need somebody really, really smart, really intelligent. <laughs> It's for Dundee. Oof. Um, That's off, mate. I'm trying to think of players that left Dundee and retired for footballs and got a doctorate or a PhD or something, and that doesn't nobody. Um, oh, I, uh, see if it, see if it wasn't Dundee only. I would have said Frank Lampard because did he not have like the highest IQ? <laughs> you know, in like of all the footballers in the Premier at one point. So I would have said Lampard is <laughs> a smart bastard. <laughs> I'm going for James Grady because you'd be getting to uh, wee spots and all that, eh? Um, so go with Grady and Douglas as well because you'll need a strong laddie. So aye. Grady, Douglas. And they've got chemistry as well, so you can you need that. You need yeah. that wee bit of... Why do I'm, gonna say, I'm just going to say Darius Sapol because he would, he would... You know the way you weave through players? You know, he would be able to weave through, like, obstacles and stuff. I think he would just, like, barge through them, though. Like, well, there you are. That's there's, a one-win. There's, there's a wall there. How do you get to that to get the prize? Darius is like... Darius is just, just run it like, at Like the thing. <laughs> yeah, no, just, I'll just run at the wall. What are you on about? I, I, yeah. It's my best Polish accent ever. Apparently, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> um, oh, my God. So we've got Douglas, Greedy, Darius. We're just picking the Dundee FC 97 98 team, aren't we? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Jockey Scott. Yeah. I'll take on him. He kept here. He would stand I'll back. And, uh, he would stand back and be like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. You just really want to do it that way, boys. No, 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 no. Maybe I don't want away. to do it this way, boys. I kind of way. I kind of way here. Look, right. this, is, this is how we do it. Level headed. Yeah, that's, that's winning the crystal maze. Like, what a question, man. Jockey, Darius, Douglas, Grady. Winners. That's it. Grabbing out the silver balls or whatever they get anyway. Crystal balls. Crystal balls, that's it. Because crystal maze, obviously. <laughs> crystal yeah, maze. Silver, silver <laughs> maze. Ah, <laughs> oh, superb, man. Here's a question. Who would host it? John Robot, purely because of the belt head and the referee. Uh, there you go. I was going to say Colina, but okay, Scottish, yeah. Staying Scottish. Right, yes. okay. Or Scottish based at the time, because obviously Darius, but uh, there we go. I think that there wins. I think that wins. Easy. What a question. I think we've thought more about that question than anything else about this podcast. I think we'll have. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh, but, superb! But that's it for another week, ladies and gentlemen. 
you've listened to me and Paul's ramblings of absolutely waffles and no kenning what we're on about. Hope you enjoyed it. And we'll be back next week. Paul, thanks very much for coming on. Thanks, mate. Cheers again. And again, thanks for our listeners for listening and thanks to our sponsors for sponsoring us.